Yeah, ribeyes. Ribeyes is my number one go-to. It's something about seeing the steak being seared on the grill. The grill marks. You know, pulling the slab of ribs off the grill. Mm-hmm. The grill marks. The, just the smell of the of the open air blowing the smoke in your face. It, 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 the presentation of the grill just wins out. And you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Six Figure Trucker, the podcast where we share advice on how to be successful in trucking and have fun while doing so. We'll share stories, news, and advice on how to earn six figures in trucking, and we'll speak to guys and gals that are already doing so. Let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Six Figure Trucker brought to you by Norton Transport. This is a format, a venue, if you will where we elevate and celebrate the drivers that make it all go round and round, of course, for you, for me, for everyone connected in the country and even in Canada as far as commerce and trade. And joining us this evening is Marvin Miller. Marvin, it sounds like you're out and about. Where might you be right now? I am out and about. I just left L.A. and I'm heading uh, through Las Vegas. So you've already made it to Vegas? No, I'm I'm, a... in route. Okay, I got you. Now, what were you driving on the way out to? Did you drop in L.A.? Close, uh, actually right above uh, Bakersfield. Okay. I dropped a Freightliner at Bakersfield. What kind of Freightliner was it? Was it a Cascadia? Uh, yeah, but it was just a uh, day cab. Just a day cab. How did it ride for you? Oh, great. I had no issues. Where did you pick it up, and how long of a ride was it? I picked it up in uh, Ohio. And I can't tell you how long the ride was, but it was uh, almost a couple thousand miles. Is that going to be good for your backside, for your wallet there? Well, yeah, it works well for the wallet. Works well for the wallet. You like I don't know the, about everything else. Yeah, you like those long runs, right? I do. Now, you're in the truck You're in the truck now, and just so everyone knows, you're on your headsets right now, right? I am. Gotcha. What's the weather like out there in the Vegas area? Now, I know a couple days ago they had some predicted snow in the Four Corners region. I don't know about all the way down to Vegas. I wouldn't think so that far south. But uh, give us a a bird's eye view, boots on the ground kind of weather report. It's warm, sunny, and I got the air on. Good deal. It's amazing how it can change just a couple of days. Of course, the snow would have been north of you. But uh, what's your destination? I'm I'm headed to uh, Salt Lake City. Okay, okay, it could change a little bit on your way up that way. As as a driver, whatever it is, I'll see it when I get there. <laughs> love it, love it. Now, do you look? I mean, when you're traveling, I would think you would uh, look into and see what you're driving into. Uh, have you looked at the forecast for Salt Lake? I guess you'll arrive there probably uh, tomorrow. Well, I, what happens is. I haven't looked at the forecast because wherever you're in the country, it's the winter time. So if you're driving in December, January, February, in your mind, it's winter, whether it's snow or no snow, right. whether it's cold or it's warm. The fact that I'm in the in the Vegas area currently is irrelevant because it's in my mind, it's the winter time. I got you. I got you. But you're prepared for it. Definitely. What do you have? What do you take with you when you have to travel light? What do you take with you to prepare for your uh, whatever you may run into during the winter season? It honestly depends on where I'm going and how long I'm going to be out. But generally, I got my coat, my hat, and 
I keep my boots on and I got several changes of clothes. And so again, it just depends on uh, where I'm going and how far I'm going to be out. Gotcha. Because cold in Indiana is not the cold in Montana. Right. So winter's, winter's a little different everywhere. Absolutely. What's the coldest you've ever been when you're out taking a load around? Uh, just recently, I was uh, uh, manhandled <laughs> in South Dakota. I know. And it was like negative. Yeah, it was like negative 30. Let's talk about that one. You and I know that one well. And you were out there for a while. If I'm not mistaken, that was mid to late December. Yeah, that sounds about right. Tell us what happened on that, that load there. I, I mean, I know, but for everyone listening to the six-figure trucker brought to you by Norton Transport, they may not know the ins and the outs and the details of this story. It's a great story. Uh, run with it. So what happens is in inclement weather, inclement means it, it changes at will. Sometimes the roads stay open, sometimes they close. And they ended up closing Interstate 90, and we was redirected to go around and even the go-around roads were closed. So I ended up being stranded for a week. And I, I can't even remember the name of the town. But it was it was somewhere, it was definitely off the beaten path. I think it was Fort Pierce, South Dakota. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And unfor- unfortunately, we go so many places, it's almost hard to keep up. Oh, it's all one big blur, particularly when you're there. Now, when it first started, it was a blizzard, was it not? Yeah, but again, as a, as a truck driver, a blizzard's not just a blizzard. A blizzard to a truck driver is not a blizzard to a secretary because we're 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 on the road, so either it's passable or it's impassable, and only DOT determines one or the other. Now, what did you do once it was determined? Because if I remember correctly, from a couple of months ago, not only were you stuck in the winter conditions, roads closed, blizzard-like conditions. But the truck had some mechanical issues on top of that. Unfortunately, in that type of weather, uh, trucks are susceptible to uh, all type of issues. And transporting trucks is a little different than being a conventional truck driver. A conventional truck driver drives the same truck every day, every week, or every month. So he has a certain maintenance schedule. Well, transport the truck when you pick it up. You're at the mercy of the maintenance that's been put in before you arrived. And sometimes it's up to par, sometimes it's subpar. And in the truck that I was driving, it was, I can't say it was subpar because I didn't see the maintenance records. But what I do know is that it couldn't handle the weather conditions, which was negative zero. Mm. Now, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, you spent eight days in South Dakota in a blizzard. Now, I, I I know toward the back end of that week, the weather kind of held off a little bit and kind of broke uh, broke clear. But what did you do in those eight days? Watch television. I, I guess you watched a lot of it. You're listening to Marvin Miller here on the Six Figure Trucker, brought to you by Norton Transport. We're talking about him being stranded uh, in South Dakota during a blizzard there for eight days. On top of the blizzard, there was also a truck that had some mechanical issues. He's uh, just told us he spent a lot of time watching television during that time. Did you see anything good? Did you have access to Netflix, Amazon, any of that kind of stuff, or did you have to watch what was on 
there in South Dakota. I, I had to, I had to watch what the hotel had. Actually, I have Amazon Prime on my phone, but you know, TV is not really that important. Every now and then, I'll watch a movie, but in general, I just watch what was on the on the hotel TV. Gotcha. Did you find anything good in that week there? Anything to occupy your time? Just the general stuff because you're really looking forward to getting getting back home safely to your family. Right. So in passing the time, it was literally, you know, just the form of the day. I got uh, you. The mission was really getting back home to family safely because it was still a whiteout. Right. They had they had tow trucks that were stranded. The 18 wheelers that was parked one day, two days later, you couldn't identify where it was parked. Because of the the snow drift, mm-hmm. so it you know it, it was just one of those situations. But like I say, it, it it happens only seldom. So we take the bitter with the sweet, right? And it's a situation. I mean, honestly and obviously, there's nothing you can do about it. How do you how do you I guess cope with it when you're in that situation, which you were in? Same way I cope with life. I hold I hold on to what's known as the serenity prayer. And there's three parts. The third part is what's important for me. The first two are cool, but it, the first one is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The second is courage to change the things I can. And the third one is most important, which is wisdom to know the difference. <laughs> well said. Well said. And I wanted to ask you also a, a quick question here because uh, I came to know you um, as an account manager talking with you when you were going through this ordeal out in South Dakota. I was kind of marveling at the patience that you have. Is that something that has been developed, or is that just part of your personality, part of your character? How do you have such patience? It, it is It is me. It was developed, but it was developed early. And it was developed early because as a man, uh, we have a problem with trying ego, masculinity, and testosterone. And once you run into certain brick walls, you, you learn your place pretty easy in life. So I keep patience because if I stay in my place, it prevents life from putting me in my place. Obviously, in addition to the patience, you have wisdom from what you just said there. Do you Has it been enhanced as far as the patience and the wisdom with your time on the road? Do you feel like you've grown, developed, matured, spending so much time by yourself out on the road? Well, it hasn't been, but it hasn't been because of the road or it hasn't been because I was by myself. Anything that you do, something ought to be gained. Everything that you do falls in one or two categories from my experience. It's either a lesson or a blessing. It's either a lesson, something that you learn from, or it's a blessing, something that good has been bestowed upon you. So it's one of, it's one of the two. And either one is going to be to my advantage because I, I even learn from my mistakes. When I do something wrong, I build off of it. It's, it's not a, it doesn't take away from me. Gotcha. My glass is never half empty. I could tell that Marvin Miller here on the six figure trucker brought to you by Norton transport. You said it's either a lesson or a blessing, a lesson or a blessing, a lesson or a blessing, eight days in South Dakota in a blizzard. Which one was it? A lesson or a blessing, and why? It was a blessing. There was nothing I could do about it regarding being a lesson, but it was a blessing because everything that happens happens for a reason, even if I don't know what the reason is. So either 
I was steered toward a blessing or I was kept out of hurt, harm, or danger. That's an incredible outlook from Marvin Miller here on the Six Figure Trucker, brought to you by Norton Transport. Now you're uh, headed to Salt Lake City. Uh, where do you go from there next? Are you heading back home? Almost. <laughs> I'm headed to Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> That's not really that close to home, but uh, it's closer. It, it, it's not. It's not close to home, but after that, there's a Denton. That'll take me home. I got you. I got you. Now, you were taking a Freightliner out to California. What are you in now? A rental car. You're in a rental car heading to Vegas, or uh, you're near Vegas. Is that where you're at? Are you heading all the way to Salt Lake City? Yes. Okay, okay. What kind of rental car you got? I have a Nissan Altima. Okay, okay. That's a pretty comfortable ride. Oh, definitely. I mean, I could have I could have flown. But that would have taken away for the mortgage. So I decided to drive. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now, you're going, uh, what kind of truck you got in Salt Lake that's taking you to Fort Worth? Freightliner Cascadia. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wanted to ask you quickly, uh, you're going to be making your way back to Kansas City, which is home for Marvin Miller. And we're talking just a few days after the Super Bowl. I'm guessing Marvin Miller is still smiling pretty broadly about what happened with his Chiefs. I'm, I'm, you know, we, you and I had a conversation about the Super Bowl. I'm going to say off camera, off radio, and my answer is the same. It's only a game. I told you if they won, I would scream out with everybody else. If they lost, I would get a good night's rest. <laughs> who won the Super Bowl? Who didn't win the Super Bowl? Honestly, didn't affect my life one way or the other. Gotcha. Patrick Mahomes is not going to pay my bills. Uh, Jalen Hurts wasn't going to pay my bills. It's just a game. I got you. I got you. I got to tell a quick story about Marvin Miller here. Marvin was out in Colorado uh, making a couple runs for um, one of them a customer of mine, and we were kind of in a pinch, kind of in a jam. Marvin Marvin was on a schedule, tight schedule, and kind of replay those uh, that day for us because uh, not only is Marvin a patient man, a wise man, he's also a reliable driver. And uh, tell this story that speaks to what happened on that on that particular day. I guess that was, what, last week or the week before? Uh, yeah, I think that was uh, last week. I was trying to get, I was trying to get home for the Super Bowl, but not for the purpose of the Super Bowl itself. I was trying to get home for the purpose of family, in the sense of a family gathering. Uh, me being a truck driver, I'm very rarely at home. So anytime family meets, family get together, and we're able to bond, uh, food, fun, celebrate, I, I try to be there. And it seemed as though I wasn't going to make it. And uh, there was a request that was made upon me by John, and I didn't want to do it because it would hamper my schedule time-wise. But out of all honesty, Norton does a lot for me. And I had to cage and do the run for John on behalf of Norton because Norton does a lot for me. And all being said, looking at the end game, I did make it home for the Super Bowl to enjoy my family. That's fantastic. And I got to interject here. Marvin does a lot for Norton Transport. We're very grateful to have him. 
And you answered the next question that I had in my mind was, did you make it in time for the Super Bowl? I was hoping that favor you did for us uh, didn't set you back too much time-wise. But I, I, I made it. Tell us about the family gathering, what you guys did uh, for the Super Bowl weekend. We uh, It was actually twofold. It was a family member's birthday on the day of the Super Bowl, so we celebrated their birthday as well as a watch party for the Super Bowl. So it was a an all-day event. Uh, we started about 10 o'clock in the morning. We all went to church together. We left the church and went to the steakhouse. And at the steakhouse, we, we gave we gave gifts and, and presents. And, and the, the birthday person opened up gifts and presents. And, you know, this is from so-and-so, this is from so-and-so. And we all got to see it and enjoy. And at the same time, other family members were setting up the place where we were going for the watch party for the rest of the birthday stuff. So we did all of that all the way up until the game started, which was at 530 Central. How many people were at the birthday party and that at the watch party? Uh, I'll say 50. 50? Yes. Oh, that's a big crowd there. The family is obviously very important to you. And I know being a Kansas City guy, you guys have a lot of steakhouses and barbecue places that are really good. Did you guys go to one that was a uh, an owned and operated or a franchise? Uh, what kind of place do you guys go to for the steakhouse? Uh, the steakhouse we went to, uh, uh, I, I forget the name of it. It's in the city called Lee Summit, Missouri. But we went to, uh, yeah, I can't think of the name of it. But the, the trick with the, the barbecue for the people that live in Kansas City, we're not enamored with the barbecue places because we all do barbecue ourselves. Everybody in Kansas City does barbecue. Well, take us inside the preparation for the barbecue from Marvin Miller. Tell us how you do it, how often you do it, and what your secret is to having that scrumptious barbecue. You got the marinade to meat. The meat, the meat must be marinated at least 24 hours in advance. And uh, some people use coals, but everybody's going to to wood chips. Right. And uh, yeah, marinating is the most important part. And again, at least 24 hours in advance. Now, your marinade is the most important part to your barbecue. Now, what's in your marinade? It depends on what I'm marinating. Right. But let's let's say I'm doing baby back ribs. Yep. I use Italian dressing. You don't even have to season the ribs. Just marinate them in Italian dressing for at least 24 hours. But you got to pull the skin off the back of the ribs. Oh, absolutely. You got a problem. Pull the skin don't... off the back. Yeah, yeah. Pull the skin off the back of the ribs first, and you wash your meat. You can't just take it out the back and prepare. You take it out the back. You pull the skin off the back of the ribs. You wash your meat real good, and you marinate it in Italian dressing seasoning for at least twenty-four hours. And you cook, and you cook it low and slow. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Norton Transport is here in the South, and uh, we're big on barbecue here in the South as well. And uh, we believe in low and slow. You were talking about charcoal and wood chips. Do you ever do yours on a pit type thing, where you're using like say oak, cherry, apple, maple? Some kind of wood like that? It, it depends on the gathering. Uh, sometimes sometimes it's just for the family. Uh, at home, 
and you might wake up one morning and say, you know what? I want some barbecue today. So you would just do it on the uh, the barrel type, the barrel type uh, barbecue grills, sure. whether they're small or large. And uh, yeah, you, you, you fire it up and let it go. Right, right. Yeah, you fire it up and let it go. But if, if it's a if it's a large gathering that's been prepared over time, yeah, we'll do it on a pit. I got you, got you. Now, are you a guy? Have you tried the wood pellet smokers? Not a fan of the wood pellet smokers because they're usually electric. Right. And, and and for those of us in barbecue, barbecuing is not it's not about cooking the food. It's a it's a tradition. It's an event. It's, it's where people get together, play cards, dominoes, uh, reminisce as the food is as the food is going. It, it, it's not about the food getting done. It, it, it's a it's the we enjoy the process. Right. It's enjoying it as it, it's like you were saying. It's a process. It's it's an event, and it's a time when everybody can connect and reconnect, as you were saying. And the food obviously is is a star of the show. But it's just a part of the show. Correct. Now, are, are ribs, is that your number one go-to? Or, or steaks, uh, pork, what's your number one go-to? Uh, ribeye. Okay. Yeah, now, ribeye. Ribeye is my number one go-to. Now, take us through uh, Marvin grilling a ribeye or smoking a ribeye, however, however you do it. Take us from start to finish on that ribeye. I can't. But what I will do is let you know that I cheat. Okay. I cheat. I don't even put them. I don't even put them on the grill. I have a cast iron. I have a cast iron skillet. I know where you're going. And I'll and I brown them in the cast iron skillet. And uh, I'm skipping some steps, but I brown them in the cast iron skillet, and I end up putting them in an aluminum pan in the oven to your liking, whether it's medium rare, well done, medium well. So I cheat. I put a little liquid smoke. I got you. I put a little liquid smoke in it. I got but yeah, you. I cheat with them. But yeah, you you would never know. You would never know the difference. That's what I was going to ask. How does that compare to one coming off the grill? I mean, uh, the ribeye you've prepared it the way you just described versus one off the grill. You said you never tell the difference. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Off the grill, because again, it's the it's the you know most food is about presentation. Absolutely. So it's, it's it's something about seeing the steak being seared on the grill. The grill marks. You know, pulling the slab of ribs off the grill. Mm-hmm. The grill marks. The, just the smell of the of the open air blowing the smoke in your face. It, 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 the presentation of the grill just wins out. Man, you're making me hungry. All right, Marvin, let's talk a little bit about driving. How long have you been driving? I started, I started driving in 2006. Okay. How many years is that? That's going to be about, uh, what is that, 16, 15, 17 years? Well, and, and the, the, crazy, the crazy part of it is that I didn't, uh, I didn't even intend to start driving. So I had a job as a helper, right? And I was working for an ice company. Okay. A uh, wonderful ice company. Guy named Walter Berry. Berry's Lotic Ice. Shout out to Walter Berry. So what happened is, towards the end of the ice season, I was asking him, you know, what's our last date? So as I'm applying for new jobs, I can let them know my start date, right? 
I asked him a couple of times. He never answered me. Right. So long story short, I called him one time. I was like, hey, I need to know. So as I'm applying for the new job, I tell him when I can start. And he told me that my appointment at Barry's Arctic Ice wasn't ending because I was his new driver. Little did you know. I was like, I, I had no clue. Never drove a truck before. But he loved my disposition. Right. Um, I, I, can I, have, see that. I have social skills. He, he loved my disposition, my social skills. You know, he likes how I talk to the customers, things of that nature. Can fix a problem on the fly, you know, uh, accommodate someone dissatisfied with an issue. Uh, so, yeah, because of that, he made me a new driver. And the most important part of driving, I had no clue of, which was driving. <laughs> and, uh, and as a helper, he said from that point on, every driver that I rode with, when we had downtime, they were going to put me in the driver's seat and show me what they knew. Now, and that's what happened. What kind of trucks are we talking about here? These were straight trucks. Okay, okay. Yeah, they were straight trucks, 26-foot straight trucks. I got you, got you. I had no clue. Never driven one, never shifted a gear. I, I, I knew nothing about driving. But I'm assuming you picked it up pretty quickly? I, I, didn't, I didn't have a choice. The job consists of driving, so yeah. Yeah, I, I picked it up pretty quickly. Now, you had some training as far as you said, when there was a, a time availability for you to get in there uh, with some other drivers, you would uh, start, you know, learning the ropes. How long did it take you to say, okay, this is a manual transmission. I've never driven a 26-foot straight truck, but I'm going to do it. I'm a kind of, I'm a kind of end-all, be-all type of guy. So when he told me that and I, and I, and I agreed to stay on and take the position, at, at that point, that's where I, that's where I knew that I was going to get it. Right. I mean, you know, as, as, as men, we have to get it done. You know, when I, when I leave home, I can't come back without it. You know, there's no good old college try. There's no, I gave it my best. I did all I could. I, I can't come when I, when I lace up my boots, I can't come back till I got it. Cause I left to go get it. I got you. So this was back in 2006 when uh, you took the drive with the uh, the driving job with the ice company, is that right? Two thousand six. Correct. Now, what? Where did that lead you? Where did you go from driving with the uh, with the ice company after the ice company? Well, that actually, that actually led me. I had I had some family personal issues in twenty ten, and I left the company to take care of family, and I was in between jobs at that point. And my current wife told me that she had a she work, she's a school bus driver. So she had a coworker that did drive away during the summertime when they were down. Okay. So I told her, I was like, uh, I'm like, baby, that don't sound right. That sounds like a scam. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm telling you, he do it every year. And I'm like, are you sure? How well do you know this guy? And she's like, baby, he do it every year. I'm telling you, I'm going to introduce you. She introduced us. He told me what he do. I was still skeptical. Mm-hmm. He gave me a phone number of the people he contracted through. I called him. I took a chance. And I started working for them. And it was it turned out to be a real thing. Who knew? <laughs> right, right. Now, how this is, you started off in driveway. How long ago was it where you ventured into driveway? That was in 2010. Okay. Now, when did you come on board with Norton? 
2014. 2014. Now, I've talked to some uh, some people here in the office. I'm going to drop a couple names, Thomas Finn and uh, Mike Aders. Mike told me that uh, I believe when Mike was dispatching, you and him uh, partnered up. Is that correct? That is correct. He speaks very fondly of you. Just wanted to know uh, what that relationship's like from a driver's standpoint. The relationship in partnering with a dispatcher is rocky at first because you're an independent contractor. If I was an employee, my job was just to be to, to figure out the rules, policies, procedures, and fall in line. But as a independent contractor, I'm able, I'm able to make my own decisions. I'm able to say, yeah, I want it. No, I don't want it. Uh, yeah, I'll go out, but I'm only staying out a week. So it's rocky because y'all have to build a rapport, right? Gotcha. You learn your dispatcher because it may be female. You learn your dispatcher. They learn you as a driver. Once that's established, it's smooth sailing. Now, you worked with Mike, and uh, is Thomas your current dispatcher? That is correct. What's it like working with Thomas? Man, it's wonderful. It's, it, was, it was wonderful with, uh, with Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and when Mike was a dispatcher, he just, he just switched positions and went to, to doing uh, some other stuff. But, yeah, it was, it was wonderful with Mike. But, again, you know, when you first start off with a dispatcher, y'all have to learn one another. And once that relationship is is established and built, it's I guess in some ways it's a partnership. It is. It is a partnership because you know once Mike got to know me, he would book me alone. You know because because being an independent contractor, I can agree or, or deny it. But he would book me alone because he knew that that's what I wanted or that's what I liked or etc. Mm-hmm. And Thomas does the same thing, and I'll just text him like thanks. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a it's a it's a relationship. How uh, relieving is it to know you've got dispatchers that can book a load, knowing in advance, hey, this is something Marvin would like. That's wonderful. That's wonderful because outside of that, your your time constraint on checking the load board, hoping that it hasn't changed, and another driver has picked up the load, and you look and it's already gone. Right. So having a dispatcher that's in tune with you to say, Marvin would like to have this and, and book me on it. That's wonderful. I, I mean, that, that's a load off. I got you. Got you. Now let's talk a little bit about some of your experiences on the road. We touched on a, uh, the blessing you talked about in the blizzard. We'll call it the, uh, the blizzard blessing, but what's give us another, uh, crazy story from the life of Marvin Miller out on the road. Which one? Your choice, dealer's choice. Well, I mean, you get to see some beautiful countryside. It's because of uh, North Transport that I'm able to see my country and say that I've been to every state except for the state of Alaska. Uh, I went to Hawaii on my own. But (laughs) outside of that, (laughs) I've seen every other state uh, buying through North Transport. Wow, that's impressive. That's uh, that's got to be rewarding. And I guess give us uh, not necessarily ranking top five, bottom five, but give us the the highlighted states that really struck an impression in you. I've, I've got to be honest, and I tell other people this that are interested in driving. You know, what's the most beautiful state? I mean, what's the best place to go? Every place has its own magic. 
the state of Connecticut, their alleys are cleaner than most streets in other cities. South Dakota is the most majestic. South Dakota is the most awestruck state that I've ever been to, to where it's just, you, you look around and you're just taken aback. Right. Of course, you know, Florida and, you know, uh, California, specifically places like San Diego has its own magic and places like Vermont, Massachusetts. Is, I mean, but every everything possesses its own oomph, if you will, its own, its own it factor. It's own when you're looking for a certain thing, you're like, hey, I want to go back to the, right, because they do this over there, right? Mm-hmm. Every, every place has its, has, its, has its perks. I got you, I got you. Have you had a chance to uh, make it out and check out the Grand Canyon? I've driven past it probably 75 times, and I'm a, I'm a family type of guy. Uh, only way I would ever stop is if I had my family with me. I got you. And, and let me let me back up a little bit. Sure. So I told you that my wife was a school bus driver, right? So when she got me into drive away, my pay dwarfed hers, right? Mm-hmm. So I suggested to her, why even keep making that little money when you can come out on the road with me? So we were both Norton drivers. That's awesome, man. What's your wife's name? Sharita. Okay, okay. So at what time yeah. frame were you guys both on the payroll there? We well we started with another company first, but we were we were drive we we she drove from about twenty thirteen to twenty eighteen. Okay. So she was out on the road with me for like five years. Oh, that had to be fun. Did you guys try to ride side by side, take similar routes, or uh, how'd you work at that? No, we 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 went everywhere together. We took the loads where they had multiple trucks going, pickup and delivery. I got you. I got you. Yep. It was wonderful. I was going to say you guys saw a lot of each other. Yes. It was wonderful because I wasn't missing her. She wasn't missing me because we're together and we're getting double the money. That's a win-win right there. Did it strengthen your relationship? Yes. How so? How so? Because, again, she wasn't missing me and I wasn't missing her. Right now, my thing is getting back home to her, and she's waiting on me to arrive. But on the road, we had each other. There was no, there was no rest to get home. <laughs> I got because the, the things that was important to me, I had, and the things that was important to her, she had. So wherever we was, it was we were just there. I got you. I understand. You're listening to Marvin Miller here on the Six Figure Trucker, brought to you by Norton Transport, Marvin. You, uh, I, you and I talked earlier this week. Uh, you're 49 years young. You've been doing this since 2006. How much longer do you see yourself doing it? It ought to depend because one of the disadvantages of being a truck driver, period, whether it's drive away or conventional truck driver, is you have bad eating habits and it's a, it's a bad occupation in the sense of uh, healthy, uh, healthy living. So, personally, I'm a tad bit overweight. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Nobody's perfect. I mean... I'm underscoring tad. <laughs> but, but she gets point. I got you. <laughs> well, it does lend itself to tough uh, eating habits on the road. I mean, you're on the go, obviously, all the time. Is that something you've thought about as far as trying to make uh, 
some changes, some adjustments to how you eat. I mean, it's crazy when you're on the road all the time and you can't really, you know, I guess you could pack some things to eat healthier, but a lot of the times you're at the mercy of the road. Unfortunately. Right. What kind of things do you normally eat on the road? Actually, I'm sitting here. I have a bowl of uh, raisin bran next to me that I've been eating dry. Dry cereal. I got you. That's pretty healthy. Yeah, but it's something I just started out of basically des- desperation. Okay. <laughs> I got you. So I, 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 try to buy, I try to buy fruit in the jar, a fruit in the can, something that's non-perishable that right. I can take with me. But again, there's only so much you can put in the bag. Right. Right. Have you made it? Are you making a concerted effort to uh, to shed some pounds, even though you're still living on the road? Yes, but it's it's. I mean, it's just the, it's just the occupation. I have a what's called a black card with Planet Fitness. So with Planet Fitness, I'm able to use any Planet Fitness in America. Okay. Problem is, <laughs> when I get to where I'm going, I ain't got room for Planet Fitness. I'm tired. Right. Right. Yeah, you're exhausted. And right, and once I'm rested up, it's time to go. Right, it's hard to find that time in there. Right. So, so me and Planet Fitness, uh, we we've been missing each other. <laughs> I got you. Not seeing too much of each other. I understand. No, no, no. We our relationship has been rocky. <laughs> well, you you've talked about we like we know about the barbecue. Uh, we know about Planet Fitness there. What kind of things does Marvin Miller like to do for fun, uh, hobbies, uh, kicking around the house when you do have some downtime? I love to travel. I love to travel and my wife loves to travel. So generally, when I'm not at work, I'm still on the road. Me, me and my wife are both drivers, so we, we go. I got you. Uh, what's the neatest place you've been to as a couple, not getting paid to go, not in a big truck, but uh, in your car or in your pickup truck, I mean, where you're going as a family or you're going as a couple, what's the neatest place you've been to? I'm, I have to be honest. It's, it's not the place. It's the people. Usually the places we go is places that we have family and friends. So the places to us are really irrelevant. It's the people that's there. If that makes any sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I understand. You could be anywhere and being, with good people. Right. And and that's that's kinda how we see it. It's not the it's not the places, the people, it's the people that's that's that that we're going to see. It's the people that came along with us or the, the people that met us there or you know, whatever it is. That's that's kinda how we plan vacations and getaways and, and things of that nature. I got you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, me and my wife, we love to travel. What's one of the more memorable vacations you've had? Not necessarily because of the location, but more about what you've talked about, the event, the people, the gathering, the memory. <laughs> I, I got to explain this one. Okay. It's Las Vegas. Okay. The reason why I have to explain it is because my wife and I don't gamble. <laughs> but you had a big time. Every time. And we, we used to go two or three times a year. The pandemic slowed us down, but the reason why Vegas is so... So of a hot spot for us is because we have family and friends that live in Vegas. Okay. And and every time we go, we either take some people with us or have people meet us there that have never been to Vegas. So by proxy through them, it's kind of a first time every time. 
if that makes any sense. Right, you're kind of like a tour guide. Basically. And, and I'm, I'm getting the sense that from your personality and how we're getting to know you, you enjoy making other people happy. Definitely. Gotcha. Now, that kind of leads me to my next question. We know uh, on your profile here at Norton Transport that your handle is Plum Line. Now, you and I talked about this briefly. There's a meaning there. I guess uh, break it down for us. Why the name Plum Line? Plum Line is it's literally biblical. It's literally biblical. There's a prophet in the Bible named Amos that was given the vision of a plumb line. And it became the symbol of the standard by which God's people would need to live. And after that, he represented the standard by which to judge people and for the judgment to be gained. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Now, when did you decide to adopt that? As your handle, when when the uh, the Norton app came with uh, some type, uh, I forget the name, but it's a rating system or a ranking system, if you will. And I adopted it then one to stand out, and two because every other trucker there, whether he's a green duck or the the cowboy or you know whatever his handle is, to him it always means something. Right. So I wanted my handle to mean something to me. In the ranking. And, you know, when you and I were talking about that name, uh, when you look into it and you delve into the meaning of it, I think your first response to me or your first uh, answer to me was, if you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> there's a lot more to it. And whoever whoever listens to this, this, this radio broadcast, if they know, they'll know it. And if they don't, no harm, no foul. Right. Well, for somebody who does hear this podcast, the Six Figure Trucker brought to you by Norton Transport, Marvin Miller is our guest this evening. What do you want them to take away from knowing that your your handle is Plum Line? You gave us the background. You gave us the history out of the Bible about it. But uh, what do you want them to take away from that? The Plum Line is a part of being able to recognize one in the dark as well as in the light. Gotcha, gotcha. And those those that's in the light will recognize them, and if they're not, they won't. Understood, understood. Now, will you make it to how, – how close to Salt Lake will you get this evening? I, I'll make it to Salt Lake. Okay. I'll be in Salt Lake tonight. Pick up your truck in the morning? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, Salt Lake to Fort Worth, that's about – what are we looking at there? What, what's the mileage? About 1,200 miles. I was thinking 13, but 1,200. Uh, that'll take you, what, two, three days? Uh, no, a day and a half. Gotcha. And it's all downhill. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Literally, it's literally all downhill. So that'll put you – are you going to be home for the weekend? Uh, I, I should make it home Saturday night. Okay. Any plans with the Mrs.? There's several plans. There's a show in Kansas City at a, at a venue called the Music Hall where they're doing a, see what you call it. I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but it's a, it's a show and it's about the, the burning of the black portion of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's being reenacted and showing how, how vibrant it was before it was bombed and firebombed and 
and things of that nature. You know, there's a lot of people who are not aware of that. I think it happened back in the uh, early 1900s. It did. Yeah. And that's something, I guess, is something that uh, you want to make yourself aware of and more knowledgeable about. Well, I, I know my history. I'm going literally to support the, the cast and crew, if you if you will. I got As you. well as take my wife out on an evening of enjoyment. Sure. And, and, and Sunday is my daughter's birthday, so her whole day is planned out. She got a skating party set up, so, yeah, my weekend is jam-packed. It sounds like it. You're a busy man, Marvin Miller. Hey, a rolling stone gathers no moss. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this as we kind of come down to a close here on the Six Figure Trucker brought to you by Norton Transport. Very honored to have Marvin Miller on as our guest. What would you say to someone who may be considering this as maybe a career change or a career start? What would your words of advice be? Uh, I would say that it's plenty of money if you're interested in going to get it. A lot of questions that I get is, well, how much money, how much do they pay you? And I'm like, well, that's not how it works. You can make as much or as little as you choose. So if you're interested in finances, the money is there, but that's not why I do it. So from a personal standpoint, I do it for the flexibility. I do it because if I want to go to work tomorrow and I say I'm going to go to work tomorrow and tomorrow come, I can change my mind and be like, nah, I ain't going to work tomorrow. I don't own no explanation. I don't have to pretend to be sick. I don't need nobody to cover my shift. I don't have to use no PTO time. I just don't go. And that flexibility for me is king. There's times my wife and I go on a vacation for a week. On the sixth night, we look at each other and say, you ready to go home? You ready to go home? You must not be ready to go home. Only if you're ready to go home. And we stay another week. That's awesome to have that. I'm, I'm, I'm not fired afterwards. I'm not looking for new employments. I'm not apologizing to my employer. I do it for the flexibility. So if you're looking for good money, or great money, actually, and flexibility, Northern Transport is the place to be. I tell you what, I don't know if I could uh, top that as far as wrapping it up. Marvin Miller, thank you so much for being with us on the program. We really appreciate you uh, being on the Six Figure Trucker, brought to you here by the folks here at Norton Transport. And really appreciate the wisdom that you dropped on us, the patience that you showed us, and everything you shared with us. Thank you very much, and be safe out there. Thank you for having me. All right, Marvin, take care, brother. All right, you too. Six Figure Trucker is brought to you by Norton Transport. Norton Transport is a drive-away trucking company that customers can rely on. It offers excellent independent contract driving opportunities to professional, courteous, and qualified drivers that can provide the kind of service we deliver. If you're interested in learning more about Norton or just want to subscribe to the show, check out 6-figuretrucker.com. That's 6-figuretrucker.com.